0: Welcome to the 202030 podcast. Today is a kind of a special session because we have our first guest in our studio, live guest, it's Professor Friederike von Wedel-Palo.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: And with me and uh, Friederike, Max is also here and sitting with us.
2: Yes, it's my pleasure to also be here. I'm really happy to have our first live guest.
0: It's really nice because uh, we have been working together since the very beginning of the plannings and creating like the concept of the twenty twenty thirty the Berlin Fashion Summit. And Frederike is also supporting very heavily in researching and the content development of the whole conference. But Frederike and me and also Max and Frederike, I think we are knowing each other for quite a long time already. I can remember, Friederike, I think maybe one of the first business contacts I'm still working with. (laughs) I met you uh, while I was still studying at University of Arts and you were by then the assistant of the great designer, Vivian Westwood.
1: Oh yeah, these great old times. (laughs) was a really exciting um, time also meeting you, but I actually have uh, even more in memory when we really deeply worked together in this Copenhagen Berlin Corporation on light green fashion uh, or bright green fashion. I can't really remember the right title, but I think you were there at the first sustainable designer really leading the group of designers from Copenhagen and Berlin towards a sustainability story.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. It was really fun when we were also traveling to Copenhagen and had all these workshops together and uh, asking the questions and also I think learning from each other, uh, like in terms of design, from my perspective, and also uh, maybe you and other designers also from my knowledge from sustainability already by then. Mm -hmm. But uh, Max, uh, how did you meet uh, Friederike?
2: First of all, I find it super interesting even looking back, because knowing that Vivien Westwood was teaching in Berlin was always one of these things why Berlin was so attractive to me. I thought like, oh, wow. You know, that there's really something happening, which is not anywhere else in Germany in this kind of state. So, like, it is so funny how these things kind of turn and like, yeah, that we get to work together after so many years. And um, I think our first touch point was a little bit later because in those days I wasn't uh, even in Berlin yet. Um, but yeah, when at the s I mean, when you started, uh, you invented basically, I would say, the master for sustainability in fashion. And that's where we had our first connection points. There was a conference beyond Berlin and then later there was, well, supporting the students by being in the jury for them, et cetera. So these kind of things, I think.
1: Oh yeah, that was the bridge. I think Silvia Kadolski, I have to say, the leader of ASMOD was the brain behind uh, the installing the master and I was invited. I was so happy that I could um, kind of set it all up and get the people together and so on. But yeah, you kind of, this was the first meeting where you were kind of really supporting our initial start with the conference with Beyond together and so on.
2: Yeah, so many years ago and, and still like so impactful today. A lot of those students, I mean, we, we see them all the time. Ina Budde is like, I mean, we're working with her, we're sharing an office with her. She was a student back in those days. And obviously with uh, Circular Fashion as one of these crazy startups in, in this sustainability world, so many interesting people coming out of this master.
1: Yeah, I think this um, international melting pot of sustainability where I think the whole mm, kind of creative and sustainable network in Berlin kind of joined together forces. And um, with every year so many students from all over the world came together to work, but also in this kind of network we created there where we work deeply together with a lot of fantastic people that joined in. And so somehow it also feels like a starting, not really starting point for our collaboration here in the 2020-2030, but of um, seeing the need of network, of learning together, of having a mutual journey towards a positive future.
0: Yeah, it's always good that we are also interacting. And now we're sitting here with our studio MMO4 agency, where we supported quite a long time, also different trade fairs and uh, working with sustainability and fashion. You have actually founded also your institute, the Beneficial Design Institute. And I'm actually very interested in learning about uh, also the term beneficial design and it is also deeply related uh, to one of the terms um, we are using for the 2020-30 Dublin Fashion Summit, the term of positive impact in fashion. So I would be really happy if you could uh, somehow explain a bit where it comes from and what it actually means. Well, it's not so
1: easy to put it really in a nutshell, but um, if I try, I, I would talk about intention or intention shift to try um, to kind of Finding a way how we can really solve um, this system in a way that we that we not only reduce the damage, but that we try to set up a system in which we all grow, where we have more a nutrient system in which kind of a growth on one side can never be re- Built on shoulders of others, so but more a kind of collaborative um, way to improve.
2: So there's a lot of system thinking behind that. Eh?
1: I think this is really crucial to have a holistic perspective uh, and not to have just one measure point, uh, but a really kind of holistic way to integrate all aspects. Although this is super challenging uh, and. Um, reducing impacts, negative impacts feels already almost impossible. And we are not able to produce products without a kind of footprint and negative footprint, um, or without reducing resources, uh, and so on. But, and and therefore you could say, well, how can you then dare to think, how can you build up a positive impact system? But by this intention shift, I think we're able to really turn around, um, the way so that by having a positive aim, a future vision that we can commonly share, that is a positive vision where we kind of commit to join towards, um, we kind of can get better with each, with each step that we took. We can kind of join forces and we will, by that, also reduce the. Um, elbow thinking and the need to present ourselves through, uh, consumption and so on. And so I think it's more a factor that comes with, with this change of intention where we will naturally reduce what we need because it's more about, um, being together, working together, sharing, um, and supporting each other and supporting the system um, it sounds very idealistic, and but I think this is the only way how we can really shift. And I think what we manage in working with direct customers, for example, to really look into their product stories and to transform the system into ways to see, okay, how can around a production place um, the people benefit from clean water that comes out of a factory, for example, or by using renewable energy and to kind of uh, heal system, but also by extending the way to analyze and understand and define um, impacts, not only by, um, I think the measures that we take today are just too limited uh, and we use measurable um, factors and we leave out all the factors that are more emotional, cultural, aesthetical, or whatever actually makes life beautiful. Uh, because it's not measurable, it doesn't count. And therefore, we only create negative impact, but actually by kind of companies can be there. And actually, it's better that they're there. They give jobs, if it's good jobs, if they make beautiful stuff, if it kind of, then kind of we need to see how can we actually measure it. But it could be better that they're there that and instead they're not there.
0: Mm. In my understanding, um, I mean, fashion has already a big positive impact. I mean, also, if you're looking in an economical uh, way, I mean, um, for most of the countries, like the fashion or like the textile industry is one of the first industries to come in and then also supporting like an economical growth and therefore mostly comes with a better health system and also like with a a wealthier, uh, like with a with the development uh, towards more wealth uh, for the um, society and people living there, um, and then on the other hand, also the very positive impacts of um, like the aesthetics and uh, the emotions um, fashion can create. So I think uh, just to wrap it up, um, I mean, then we are also in a sustainability discussion um, to where we are always looking at the negative impacts of the production sites mostly and the products, the materials we use and uh, like the impact, the negative impact uh, it has um, on the people who are involved. And uh, to turn these negative impacts also into positive impacts, I think this is like the big goal, isn't it, Max?
2: Yeah, I mean, mean, obviously there was like so much really important input now from uh, Friederike I think, I mean, first of all, maybe to put that into perspective, I think a lot of this, as you said, it's so difficult to measure because also our systems are so orientated on, on economic numbers and and then uh, yeah, in general, run by numbers, <clears throat> and not all emotions and relationships can be kind of um, uh, yeah put into these kind of systems um, or, or evaluated through such kind of systems. So that's the one problem um but i think everything you said and and where we i think agree to to most most of it um it's all around this idea of bringing more purpose back into all the economy yeah? which is even like the biggest um, um corporate players nowadays they then they know they, they need that but nobody really has found a way and that's exactly where that comes in and, and your question i would say magdalena like yes be, there is so much positivity and there's always things that Every company can kind of claim that and say like, look, we, we are doing really some positive impacts here and there. But at the same time, um, they, they don't really dare to look into the culture, the, the inside culture of a company, the way how relationships work, the way how they work with other suppliers, etc. especially in fashion where the supply chains are so global and so many companies are involved in creating one product at the end. You know, there are so many steps involved and yeah and that that's complicated to go into that um and 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 really deal with that cultural questions with that social questions on and and those emotional questions that that are often a bit behind and i think that is where we're coming here together huh? so this is where where we have an understanding that this is needed but um we we also see that the industry can't really deal with it um so there's a lot of translation work that needs to be done to make people understand okay, it's not, we're not just talking about spiritual things here. It's really not what we're about. Uh, it's about just understanding the real-life factors that are behind cultural implementations that, that influence all of these developments. And I think this has been a bit behind in the discourse of sustainability in the last couple of years. And now, also, if we look, for example, also European Union with um, the idea of a new European Bauhaus, famously introduced by Ursula von der Leyen, the idea that the creative and cultural industry need to be a partner of implementing all these sustainability stuff because it's too complex it's not people don't follow numbers or or facts people follow connections and meaning that is attached to ideas and so yeah i think this is where we are all meeting then now eh? to bring these ideas of beneficial design of positive impact into a discourse that, that the industry can work with, but also the people that make the industry work.
1: But where we also are still really learning, how can we actually really understand, do and speak about it and make it possible without kind of also trap into greenwashing elements? Because of course there are positive impacts that we, we can mention, but we still need to be very critical where, um, maybe there's some positive impact as well, but if they're still built on exploitation or kind of uh, looking in some of these countries, Bangladesh, for example, kind of, yes, jobs are given there. Um, It's the first industry in the country, but at the same time, um, of course, kind of, if you travel in the country, you just see how the fashion industry actually harmed this beautiful country. And it kind of, it's like, Big wounds, bleeding wounds of uh, of a totally destructive industry. So it has really positive impacts, but we really have a kind of it's also one of the most polluting uh, and most exploiting um, industries at the same time. So really balancing it out, what we are doing there, how can we understand it, and how we can actually also really learn from. From existing systems, agent old, um, indigenous learning, how we can learn from new developments such as new gender discussions, post colonial discussions to really change our understanding. Where we kind of, I think it's a constant learning journey together, where I think this is also where the 2020 Summit is a part to get this dialogue together with politics, industry, creatives, thinkers, cultural people to discuss how can we actually really make it possible because all bits are there and we just need to reconnect it and rethink it in a way that you really get into a regenerative system where we can create positive impact.
0: I mean, uh, you just mentioned like the bleeding rounds in Bangladesh, and I know both of you were actually traveling in Bangladesh. I mean, Max, you have been uh, spending quite a long time also working there, but you have also been uh, traveling around. Um, would you like to describe a bit uh, what you saw and also um, maybe like good examples how, it, uh, how it's done better?
2: Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's such an ambivalent thing. I mean, obviously, also if you look at Bangladesh, especially, there's Huge differences. land if you look like 15 years back, 10 years back, five years back, I mean, there's a uh, really strong development. And I would never want to be kind of judging really something like that because it's so complex and there is so many negative sides to it attached. Where people obviously directly suffered, also died. We know all about Rana Plaza, obviously, which uh, will uh, yeah come to its tens kind of year of of. Uh, when when this disaster happened. So you can't take that away. But at the same time, if one looks at things from really a meta perspective, one also needs to see there has been a very, very quick development that has not been happening in, in other countries in this kind of speed. And and so yeah, the, the international pressure from NGOs, from companies, from um also from policy et etc. is clearly working. And, and and I think where we always have kind of this this differences in, in, in the discourse between also civil society and, and corporate players, etc. is quite a lot on the speed of how these things happen and obviously the kind of cultural awareness how these kind of things happen. And that's, again, I think where we come into play. We want to kind of highlight this stronger that there's a lot of great things happening and, yeah, we need to continue this journey, but there's still so many elements that, I think from our perspective at least quite often, without it costing the world could make it so much better if you are more aware about kind of you dealing with people still and and how to kind of really involve them. It's always more uh, work at the beginning, obviously. We know that collaboration costs a lot of time, energy, communication. One needs to kind of really take the time for these things. But also I think we all believe in still it's worth it because at the end we get better results and, and better in the sense of more beneficial for everybody involved, I would say.
0: Um, did you see any uh, really bad things, or have you also seen very good examples uh, in Bangladesh? I mean,
1: first of all, it's really a beautiful country with super kind people. Uh, it's really um, kind of very um, living from that culture there, and then you see how the color coming, the water coming out of the. Um, in textile places is, is colored uh, and goes directly back into the river. And you see next to that people fishing or washing their garments or kind of taking drinking water out of it. So it's kind of really um, heavy or kind of there. I think that's probably not only connected to, to to Bangladesh, but there are sometimes concepts for circularity Um, that are so ridiculous for example one of the big questions is where to put the sludge kind of the kind of whole dirt after cleaning the water um where the condensed chemicals are in and uh, then there were some kind of sustainability people thinking oh that's really great we can make a circular concept out of it and put it into the um into the brickstone um and uh, then make stones out of couple st- uh, stones out of and build houses, social houses. But then they also kind of um, um, relieve the the chemicals after a certain time. It's totally unhealthy and really kind of horrible concepts that uh, happen in the name to kind of solve things. But also with this kind of the air is totally kind of polluted, thick. I mean, you it's it's the whole day the the sun is orange and because it's so much fine dust in the air, it's. And this is all happens in the name of what kind of, of our kind of um, consumption need of this overproduction. So it's kind of, so this kind of beauty of a country and this horror of a, in, an industry that's cutting into it. I think there, there are really great concepts I have with it and I've worked with companies um, there to instill kind of circular or cradle to cradle concepts and, um, and that is possible, that is kind of doable also in this kind of um, scale and um, and countries. Uh, and there's really a wish behind to also change and shift the system. But it's kind of still a long journey to really understand how can this be done, but also to commit so that we actually really have to make a complete transformation and shift in the way how we consume and use fashion, how we produce it, how we make it. Um and that there needs to be a global commitment to do it in another way um <laughs> with much less better paid kind of i think the kind of quality um um that needs to be there and in and a big shift that we make it possible all over, and therefore we need this kind of collective communication about it or a discussion about it, also how we measure it, and therefore I think. There's some people speaking in the conference where we kind of constantly learn more and understand more how we actually have to shift our whole understanding and definition of what's sustainability or what is the vision that we need to go.
0: Since we are now sitting here together and it's very shortly before Christmas and New Year's Eve is also coming up and uh, with it uh, the new year, 2023. So what are your thoughts about what's coming in Beside uh, the Berlin F- well Fashion Week and the summits and uh, the different conferences, well, I think we're really at a super critical point of getting into action.
1: That's also where we active alliance comes from. It's we just need to really change things now. So, although we talked a lot about our visions and more on a philosophical way on on positive impact and so on, we need to get it done now. We need to get the people together and we. Kind of try to really influence here or see how we get the people together to, to, to change the system, kind of to make it tangible for the German industry, for example, to really make a change. Because I think this could be really an important lead for Europe, but therefore for the global industry of uh, fashion to, um, make a change. And I think there is such a, potential behind the fashion industry because it's so influential, and it's so impactful so if we get it done and thought in this field we really can get influence on how people on people's mindset or people's behavior on the way how we shape our future and it's now it's not about tomorrow or in kind of in 2020 30 we need to have it done we, it needs to kind of be visible changes and so 2023 is dedicated to make change possible
0: and this is actually also the reason why it is so important and why you also um, chose the title for the upcoming conference in January 2023 Active Alliance for Positive Fashion so let's see would you like to explain a bit more about it yes I mean with the
1: focus on Positive impact for all, kind of for the whole setting of 2020 30, we developed always further this idea of positive impact, of um, how to implement that uh, and how to make regenerative fashion systems possible. And um, so, over the past four um, conferences, we had met so many great people offering s- solutions of concepts and things kind of building blocks to really make it possible. So this uh, season we thought it's really important to really see how we actively get these building blocks connected with each other to really build active alliances to make it possible. So it's all out there, it's possible, it's doable. And this is what we want to communicate and translate in this um, exchange and discussion.
0: And this is actually what we're also doing in uh, January. We are coming together with uh, a lot of also very interesting minds who are talking to us, Max.
2: Yeah, that's true. And and also we've changed the structure again slightly to adopt to this and have even more space for this kind of dialogue. So this time, day one will be our conference day with the stage program. Um, we have split it into just two parts. The first in the morning, we will talk about regenerative culture. So this is um, yeah about all kind of the cultural challenges um, that lay ahead into in order to kind of implement the innovation that we are all talking about, which is often technology, but we say we need the cultural innovation also there. I'm really looking forward to have um, Hasna Kurda there from Save Your Wardrobe as an opening keynote, looking into the consumption culture. And then also we're going to look into internal culture of companies with Remai, for example. And then in the afternoon, uh, we're going to focus on regenerative business. So really how these whole things will be implemented in that systems we're working with. And there, first of all, I'm really happy to have Christine Goulet back who will give us an inspirational input, but we're also going to hear from the German industry, for example, from Bay City. Um, But then I think the really great thing on the second day is the community day now. So we're going to kick it off with like an opening plenum, having everybody together. And then we have a whole range of workshops from different players. We're still uh, in conversations with them, but I can guarantee they will be high class and really interesting First of all, for example, one is uh, saved or uh, or fixed already with the German environmental ministry on greenwashing and what we can expect in new legislation from the EU coming in. But we're also going to have a workshop with a few other players that come up. And um, that's the reason why you should obviously look at our website always to stay updated with our program.
0: And it is uh, something to listen to and also to work interactively together on the topics. So this is really nice and Um, We are having also a very um, active alliance with the universe conference who is focusing on tech and fashion tech and also taking place in the metaverse uh, partly. And the physical part was also be with us and everything is actually happening during uh, the premium group events on the same location. So we will have quite a lot of interaction between like the classical trade fairs, business, fashion business meeting there. The sustainability topics coming in and also the fashion tech topics are tackled there. So please stay tuned for our next episodes and don't forget to look in our show notes and follow us on Instagram and on our socials at 202030summit.